Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right. Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast. This is Brandon Allen. This is the podcast if you are a business owner, if you are a leader, and you want to create more freedom and growth in your business, you came to the right place because we handle topics every single week that touch on how to create more leverage, how to create more growth, how to create more freedom in your business. So I want to talk about a topic that I think is so important, not only for business owners, but One thing that happens for business owners a lot in their business is they have employees that don't understand some of the decisions that they make and why they do the things that they do in business. And so, for instance, I work with a lot of medical professionals or I work with a lot of uh, basically professional business owners, I guess, for lack of a better word. And when you work in a business where you're not only the product, but you're also the business owner. Most people want you to focus on being the product. And I don't care what type of business you're in. And and I've experienced this in my own business. I've experienced this in my sales process. You know, when you're an early stage business owner, you're growing your business and you're getting it off the ground, you'll do a lot of things in a very hands-on way. Eventually, though, as you grow and scale, you realize that the hands-on way that you used to do things don't work at the same level that they used to. So I'll give you an example. When I would do speaking engagements five, six, seven years ago, I would come home, I would take the 20 to 100 leads that I generated at a speaking engagement, and then I would do uh, probably the, the least leveraged thing possible, and I would call each person individually and try to get them on the phone to set an appointment. I didn't have an assistant. I didn't have anyone to help me with that process, so it was very low leverage. Over time, it became darn near impossible to call and work every single lead and service my clients at the same time. I had to figure out some high leverage strategies to really help me with this process. So now, when we speak at an event, we take those leads, we drop them into a funnel sequence that includes scheduling an appointment. So many of you who have worked with me in a a coaching capacity know that I have a scheduling link and that's where you can schedule calls. Well, I also have that for discovery calls. Someone wants to work with me, we can drop them into a sequence. They get a scheduling link so we can get on the phone. They take an assessment. We walk them through, you know, where they're at, how we think we might be able to help them. Or we tell them, hey, you know what, based on where you're at, I don't think we can help you. And we move on from there. So it allows us to screen people a lot easier. And it allows us to see who's really interested. Because I may get 100 leads. But in reality, not all 100 of those people are really interested. You know, they may have FOMO in the moment. Their fear of missing out. They don't, they're like, oh my God, I better turn in this card. Because I don't want to miss out. But I don't really want to talk to Brandon. So they give me the card. And then I never hear from him again, right? I mean, that's anyone who's done a speaking engagement and collected leads can appreciate that. Not everyone is going to get back to you. In fact, the number is pretty depressingly small in terms of how many people actually re-engage and do something right in that moment. So I had to have a better system for doing this. So when you have a team and as you're growing, I want to look for high leverage versus low leverage activities. What are high leverage activities? 
For those of you who have seen my video course, The Four Ways to Create Massive Value for Your Business, that's all about high leverage activities. And there's four activities. Marketing, building relationships, systems and processes, and ideas. Those are four things that I want to make sure that I create time and space for on a regular basis to ensure that I'm updating, improving, and actually working in those processes. So let's take marketing as a great example. And I don't know how many people sacrifice marketing over a lot of other dumb crap that you can do in your business, but marketing, look, when people say that marketing is the lifeblood of your business, it's a lifeblood because that is something that allows us to infuse new blood into our business all the time. Now, your business model may be a business model where you only eat what you kill. There's no recurring revenue. There's no, um, you, you know, there's none of that kind of easy profit stream. You've got to go out and get and, and land clients every single month. So in that case, you understand that marketing is an absolute lifeblood. But the the tension that happens is sometimes we get so busy doing the work that we forget about the marketing, but then the work dries up and then we got to go out and do marketing. That's a vicious cycle. Marketing is all about momentum. The other part of this too is that there's always attrition. Even if you have a recurring revenue business, let's say that you're a fitness owner, a fitness gym owner, you know, you have recurring revenue as a, as a gym owner, but at the same time, you've also got a certain amount of people who are leaving your gym for various reasons every single month. So I've got to be able to plug people into the front end of that to replace and hopefully outrun the uh, the people who are leaving through attrition. When I talk about this in workshop settings, I typically talk about systems theory and the laws of thermodynamics. And one of the laws of thermodynamics is entropy, meaning that, look, if I have energy in a system, over time, that energy is going to go away. The only way that I can infuse more energy to the system is to take energy from the outside and infuse it in. Marketing is a great way to allow us to outrun entropy because if you don't if you don't do anything about the entropy that exists in your business, at some point in time your business is going to die. It will not exist in its current form because we haven't done enough things to infuse outside energy into the system. Marketing is one of the best ways to infuse outside energy into a business to keep it viable, to keep it healthy, and to keep it strong. So employees and owners alike have to understand that marketing is one of those things that's also high leverage. Here's the thing with this too. I remember talking to a guy who was a chiropractor, and I remember we had this conversation about doing talks. And he said, you know, Brandon, uh, this is like almost after a year of us working together. He said, you know what, man, I finally get what you've been trying to tell me about leverage. He said, Hey, I went out and I did a talk and I got five people to come into my office from that talk and they booked appointments and they came in and my lifetime value of a, of a customer is about $2,500 or a patient in his case. So, uh, he's like, look, I made in that talk. And I would never make that in an hour adjusting patients. And I, you know, I don't care what kind of work you do. Everyone has a dollar per hour number that they work for when they do their craft. Some of them are higher than others. And that varies along the scale, depending on industry and experience and everything else. But that was a really powerful uh, uh, revelation that he had when he realized that $12,500 12500 versus three to $500 an hour, There's it's a no-brainer. If I can go out and make it rain, I'm going to do that over and over and over again. 
And that's the thing that uh, a lot of business owners don't uh, fully understand. They don't recognize. And if you're a business owner who does understand it, sometimes getting our team under, to understand it is difficult. Because I'll tell you what, if it's if there's a difference, if I have uh, two choices, if I can do client work for an hour or marketing work for an hour, I'm almost always going to choose the marketing work. The marketing work will pay off in the long run. And marketing is all about momentum. The reason why we want to not only uh, get our foot on the gas, but keep our foot on the gas with marketing is because it's a momentum area. The more I am consistently engaged in marketing, the more momentum I get, the more successful it is, and the better off I am. It's the same thing with team training. Why is team training a high leverage activity? Team training is a high leverage activity because when I make someone better at their job, they affect every single person that they come in contact with in our office. So when they're better, everyone wins. The experience goes up, retention goes up, volume goes up, profitability goes up, and everyone's happy when we can do that. Team training makes that possible. But how many times do we see business owners, and I've said this so many times on this podcast, how many times do you sacrifice team training for something else. Something else came up. It was urgent. It was an emergency. It might have been a customer issue, something like that. And you and you told your team member, hey, we're going to have to postpone this training session. Well, in reality, that team training session is one of the more important things that you can do. But we look at that as, as indirect value. It's not direct value. But it's easy for us to sacrifice indirect value activities for direct value activities. But listen, when you do client work, When you do the work that you get paid for, if you're a service-based business owner, it's a one-to-one exchange. I work with the the person, they pay me money, and bam, we're done. That's it. Very low leverage. I can only impact one person at a time. A lot of the ideas that we're talking about affect many people at many different times. That's why systems and processes are so important. When I put in more efficient, more effective systems and processes... That affects people ongoing again and again and again. That's why when I put the new, uh, the new customer screening process in from when I did speaking engagements, it allowed me to filter out the people who weren't ready to do any sort of coaching or, or engage in any program while also finding the people who were ready. And then I could spend all my time focusing on them, their needs, and then discerning between whether or not they were a qualified client or an unqualified client so that we could potentially move forward in a coaching relationship. That was a really powerful system that we put in place. And here's the thing about systems. Man, it sucks to put systems in place up front. It's so terrible. It's arduous. Now, some of you may love that, but look, I mean, I don't get a a real thrill out of crossing every T and dotting every I, but I know people who love that. They love to put that together. And so not only do I want to come up with the concept for the system, But I also want to be able to delegate that effectively so that team members who are excited about following through on a system or process can take my vision and then carry it out. And that's the last thing about ideas. Ideas is a high leverage activity. I mean, I have an idea right now that I'm working on for managers. I have a lot of people who want me to coach managers. And in, in fact, I've almost got too many people who want me to coach managers and not enough time to coach all the managers that I could potentially coach for my clients. So I either give them to other coaches that work for me or one thing that I'm working on is actually creating a micro continuity coaching program where I film a series of videos with workbooks and take them through 
kind of a management accreditation process so that they can come out on the other side with all the tools and skills that I think a either a new manager or maybe a manager who's got a couple areas that they need to work on can go through and they can come out on the other side with all the tools and skills that they need. That is an idea that can create leverage and revenue, not only without my involvement again and again and again, but it also allows me to impact more people. Because as a coach, I can only talk with and connect with so many people. Um, So I want to be able to use my time wisely to create as much impact as I possibly can in the area of leadership and management. So think about your own use and ability of, of using high leverage over low leverage. Think about your desire to scale your business and what that looks like and look at where you can get out of low leverage activities to engage more in those high leverage activities. And if you have a team that's not quite bought in to the concept of you getting out of the low leverage work to do high leverage work, have them listen to this podcast. I recorded this not really even for business owners primarily, but for their employees so that they understood when their when their business owner boss does something different or they're transitioning the way that they work, they can get an insight as to what that looks like and why they're doing that so that they can support you in a powerful way. Because if my team isn't on board and they don't support me, then that becomes really challenging because I need them to get behind this if we're really going to scale and move forward in a powerful way. So think about how you're using uh, your time. Are you engaging in high leverage over low leverage or are you engaging in low leverage over high leverage activities? Uh, If you have any thoughts or anything comes up that way that you have questions about, go to newworkrevolution.com and let me know. Hey, we're about to do a high leverage activity Um, coming up here at the end of September. So um, I know this is going to be coming out sometime in September, but at the end of September, we've got our first training coming out for the Business Accelerator membership. So if you go to bamembership.com, you can check out what we've got going on and kind of our next steps. But if you want to be, if you want to get access to our next training, go there and check it out. If you have any questions, you can also go to newworkrevolution.com. Ask us any questions you have there, but check out our next training. That's a high leverage activity that we want to make available to you uh, around business and uh, and a really in-depth webinar training there. So thanks again for listening. If you found this helpful and you want to share it with other people that you know, please do so. I would appreciate it. If you've got some comments or ratings for the show, please go to the uh, go to iTunes. Go to the iTunes is what I almost called it. And uh, leave us a, a review. Rate the show. Look, the more times you do that, the more exposure we get, the more people listen. And I'm appreciative of that. And uh, thank you again for doing that. So uh, for Brandon Allen and Newark Revolution, again, thanks for listening. We're signing off. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.